You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform with clients at over 20 Broadway shows and other stages across the world. We are your one-stop shop for all things theater and fitness. It's my goal to establish a bridge between the theater community and a pursuit in training like the athlete that you are. Actors are athletes, so train like one. If you want, go to the website, buildforthestage.com, and we can do a one-week free trial together where you will check out a Broadway client fitness program, and we'll work on an interactive fitness app. All right, enough. Let's get on to our special guest today. Special guest, as always, I was just in London around three weeks or so ago, and the last was the last. I think the last show, my 13th show that I saw was Anne Juliet, and uh, I was connected through Danny Kana, a new friend of mine, a photographer, uh, with an actor to be in our Bill for the Stage photo shoot over there. And this actor is seen frequently on the stage as Romeo in uh, the production in the West End of Angelia. Also has been seen as Fiero and Wicked. Um, and just has been seen because he's awesome. He's talented. He's very kind. Uh, let's bring him on. Please welcome to the podcast, Carl Mann. Hi, Carl. Hi, Jerry. Good to see you again. So good to see you from across the pond. I wish we were yeah. side by side, but I guess technology is going to make it as best best as we can do here. Yeah, absolutely. Love your sweatshirt. Where can I get one? Built, built for the stage. I'm sure it's available on the website, um, on the Instagram. That one, that one was limited edition. You are... there. Those are extinct. That's that's all. Can I tell you? I wear this. I wear this like every day. It's so comfortable. I'm not trying to sell them here, but it's so comfortable. <laughs> the fabric is so soft. I literally wear it every day. So thank you for this gift. I love it. Yeah, more to come. More to come. I'm actually mm-hmm. chatting with. Uh, you're familiar with Theater Cafe, the sure, yeah, theater themed cafe by, I think Notes Coffee Shop and that the Opera House over there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, just been chatting with them and they're helping me with a distributor in the UK so I can ship all my apparel directly from there. So it can get to you quicker and more frequently. So more to come for you. Uh, we got some strong, it's called stronger than before. It's from Casey Garvin. Mm-hmm. He's a bill for the stage uh, member, longtime mm-hmm. friend. He's in uh, some like it hot right now. So I'll send you some stronger than before stuff soon. I would love it. The fabric is really, really, really comfortable. Yeah. It's really good fabric. We try to we try to do it we try to do it right. We try to do it right like you do all the time on stage. I saw you as Romeo. You were phenomenal. You did. Oh, it was my birthday, I think. Was it my birthday? Or the day before mm-hmm. my birthday? I don't it think it was been... it might have been around it, but I don't think it was your yeah. birthday day. Okay. But it was Actually, around that day. I think it was before it because when I followed up with you on the Insta, I think I remember saying like Oh, holy crap. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. Right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, you saw me as Romeo, which was amazing. I'm so glad that you were able to catch it because obviously I don't play it every day. I play yeah. it like, you know, every few weeks or something. So it was really cool that you got to see it. So yeah. Yeah. Wasn't my intentional first question, but let's just throw that out there. Since you're not always on, mm-hmm. how how do you like stay in a flow or a groove? When seemingly it's like you start and you stop, you start and you stop. You know, how do you find your rhythm when you're not on every night? Right. Um, I, um, well, I have an ensemble track as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the show every day anyway. But obviously I'm not singing as, as much as like when I play Romeo. So I guess the show, um, just being in the show every day keeps me focused. If I have a week off, like a vacation, and I go back to the show, I, I, it takes me like a show to get kind of back into the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So since you're in the ensemble, you're you're not necessarily playing the role, but it's still like subconsciously in your ear the entire time. So it's still kind of living, yeah, living, yeah, yeah, living in your brain a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite song to sing? I I told you that I was an NSYNC person at heart. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot a lot more Backstreet Boys in there. What's your favorite song that you get to sing? My favorite song, actually, as Romeo, my favorite song that I sing is um, "Love Me Like You Do," okay. which is which is uh, originally by Ellie Goulding. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, every song in the show is written by Max Martin, who is like a complete genius. So that's a like I feel like that's a little less known song that he's written because mm-hmm. um, everyone knows like "Oops, I Did It Again" and all these kinds of huge Britney songs. Wait, so wait, clarify this for the ignorant listeners, aka me. This uh, writer, all the songs that are covered are written by the same person? So every song, yeah, exactly. Every song in Anne Juliet is written by Max Martin, um, who, if you just literally Google his name, like the catalog of songs he's written is like, it's, I don't know another songwriter that's written the song, the amount of songs. Obviously he collaborates, it's, you know, Max Martin plus like some other writer, but he's written or produced every single song from like Britney Spears, Katy Perry, Ariana Grande, like his catalog is insane. And and every time I've met him, he's just this most down to earth guy that I'm like, your mind is like, I don't know how you have that in your mind. So he's the mastermind behind all of these mm-hmm. pop, pop hits. Yeah. I think on Broadway, they're billing him as like the, the Shakespeare of pop. You know what I mean? Like he literally is. Very, you know, very fitting. Yeah. Very fitting. Uh, Speaking of, there's a lot of buzz going around in America because 
and Juliet is getting on its feet over here. So that's been really exciting. And I feel like I'm a part of like a special club because when I go see that, mm-hmm. I'll have gotten to say that I saw both productions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. So let's, we'll jump into the show a bit more and jump into you as a person, highlight you, but let's shake it loose a bit and go straight into something that we like to call the BFTS hot seat. All right. Does it sound okay. intimidating? Oh my goodness. I didn't tell you about the hot seat, did I? Here we go. See the music? I don't know. I'm excited. All right. Welcome to the BFTS Hot Seat with Carl Mann. All right, Carl. Here we go. Question number one. You're walking into a room, the TV's on, and a movie's playing. And the mm-hmm. same movie that's playing you have seen over 100 times. But no matter what, this movie stops you and you have to watch the movie. What is this movie? Clueless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 100%. 100%. I'd be like, yes. Okay. Amazing. Good. One for mm-hmm. one. Great. Quick answer. Awesome. All right. We get to see your music playlist. Three different categories. We'll start with category mm-hmm. one. Category one is our uh, commuting song. So either you're in the mm-hmm. two or you're walking down the street, you're on your way to the theater or the market, wherever. What's that song? Ooh. Oh, God. Um, uh, probably like something uh, Lady Gaga. Okay, Lady Gaga. <laughs> All right. any, any, anyone that pops to mind? Rain on Me. Okay, Rain on Me. Perfect. All right. Yeah, yeah. We'll go with it. All right. You're at home and you're either like slowly starting your day or you're mm-hmm. unwinding at night. What is that like chill vibes song that's always on repeat? Oh gosh, I don't know about song, but I have like a playlist. It's like late, late at night work and it's very like chill vibes. There's no singing on it. It's just like kind of vibey, like yeah. low House, beats. Techno, jazz, what is it? It's, uh, I would describe it as like, if you're going to like a really cool hotel and it's like what they're playing in like the, in the, like the lounge when you walk in, do you know what I mean? Like very like mellow, very mellow. Okay, got it. All but right, it's got a beat, one. it's got a little beat. All right, last one, you want to turn up. Maybe you're like at the gym or you're feeling like groggy before the show and you want to get just amped up. What's that song? I should have said my first answer for this one because it would be Rain On Me. Oh, but okay, if, if I had to pick... If I speak another one, maybe like work bitch by Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Okay, you're uh, reincarnated. You're coming back to Earth as an animal. What mm-hmm. animal are you coming back as? Um, like an eagle, because I would love to fly. Okay, an eagle. Mm-hmm. Where Where would the first place you would fly to? Where would you go? Where would I fly? Um, maybe like over Buckingham Palace. See what they're doing over there. Okay, spot, spot. <laughs> fly on them over there. Okay, yeah. uh, last one. Um, the last question is, is this left me? Oh, yes, the last question. If you weren't on a stage performing, what would you be doing as your career? If I weren't performing? Um, yeah. um, can I still be in the arts? In the? Yeah, let's see how close it is. Maybe casting, if I if I wasn't an actor, maybe casting would be really cool. Because I always think, I watch like a show and I think, oh, that, 
I know another actor that would be so great for that show. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. definitely that. All right, cool. Congratulations. You are off of the BFTS hot seat. Way to go. That's hot. Everyone, make sure that uh, I just brought it back up on the screen that you're following Carl Mann Official on the Insta. You can also mm -hmm. check out more on Carl uh, in the description of this episode. So just scroll on down if you haven't subscribed and rated and done all the things. All right, Carl, when once upon a time in your past were you like, mm -hmm. oh, I like this singing, dancing, acting thing. When did this happen? Um, I was like six years old and my grandma took me to see Oliver. Do you know that musical? It's like a very old, of uh, there's, loads of, there's loads of kids in it. And I remember seeing like all these kids on stage and I was just like, I said to her, I was like, how do they get that job? And she was like, let's work really hard. And, and then they, they get there. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to do it. Yeah. This is uh, the, please, sir. I want some more Oliver. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure I went to, uh, like one of one of the like school field trips when you go see a play, I'm pretty sure it was Oliver. I think that was mm -hmm. Oliver. All right, so your grandma, you said. Mm -hmm. Bless her. She too. Yeah. Okay, so then what? What happened after that? Did you get into like classes? Did you go to some type of what happened? Yeah, I went to like a local like dance school and and did like you know dance classes and and drama classes. And they did local theater. I guess you would call it community theater in America. Yeah. So cool. I would do that. I but I was like doing the kids stuff. Like I would, I was in like the Sound of Music and like The King and I and all that kind of stuff. And I did a production of Oliver as well. Um, and then I was doing a lot of competitions and things like that. Um, and then I didn't go the route of like going to like a drama school or a college. Um, I left school at eighteen, and then I just my first gig was actually for a cruise ship. I auditioned for to be a, a singer on a cruise ship and I got it, um, which is like, I was 18. I was like, okay, cool, I'm gonna do that. And then I just progressed from there and, and never looked back. <laughs> so your school was the school of hard knocks, which was life, just going through life and learning from the actual business, which yeah, what better way to learn than to be doing as you're learning? Any mm -hmm. like experiences where you know, you were learning on the fly and you can remember a person or a situation that really like helped you grow? Mm. Well, I would say, um, actually, so I, I spent some a few years in New York actually. Um, and I took some classes at um, an acting studio there. Um, and that really kicked everything up a notch for me. It was like, oh, okay, this is what I need to be doing. And I really, it really opened my mind about about acting yeah 100% 100% all right when did you when did you go back to the states I saw it in your bio Aladdin in Disney's Aladdin USA what's that all about mm -hmm. so I actually did a few years ago there was a show it ran for a long time actually but I only did it for like six months it was a production of Aladdin in Disneyland in California right okay cool I don't know I don't know if anyone's seen it um I think Frozen took over. I think he might close now. But um, yeah, so I was I was in there in Anaheim for like six months, living my best life as Aladdin. In yeah, I was going to ask, in California, are you a fan? Was I a fan of California? Yeah. Uh, I'm like a city guy. Like I like New York, London. I like to walk around and get your coffee and walk your dog and new york um la sort of california was very like get in your car go to work go back it wasn't really a vibe for me 
but I do miss the weather. <laughs> and sit, sit in traffic for way too long. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before this, before and Juliet, what was, <clears> your, what, was your, what was the last show you're in? Trying to get a time. I was wicked. I did wicked for... Um, I was attached to the show for four years, but like in between that is like COVID. So I was a year and a half of that. I was not doing the show, but yeah, Wicked was a big part of my life before and Juliet. Yeah. So you, you step into an iconic show like that. Were, did you feel the same amount of freedom as like maybe a newer show like and Juliet, or did you have any pressure of like, Oh, this is wicked. I gotta check the boxes of like what everyone expects out of wicked in this role, Fiera. Yeah, very much that, and very much like stepping into this. I mean, wicked is very like is a machine that, especially here, has been running for like sixteen years. So yeah. every the way they teach it is very like you stand here on this number of the stage and, and you you turn here at this line. So it's very <laughs> like that. But at the same time, I. I knew I was a very untraditional casting for the role. At least I felt that way. Um, so I was like, I'm never going to be like this guy and this guy and this guy. I'm always going to be just myself. Yeah. So I feel like I've really brought something a little bit different to the role in just me, like just being myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I never felt pressured. I was just like, I'm just going to do me. And then. Yeah. <laughs> That's always the best feeling when you feel like. Yeah. hundred percent. You're reinventing something for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. yeah. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then how, how was the process uh, with Angeliet? Was there a lot of figuring out? Like, was it collaborative between the cast and creatives? How was your rehearsal process with it? And Juliet is a very, it was a very different experience to Wicked because it, it's a fresh show. It's a new show. The creative team were a lot, um, were a lot younger and I guess forward thinking. And it's very much a woke show. So yeah. everything was very like organic. Um, uh, the choreography was very hard for me to pick up because it's like very hip hop influenced. And I was like, I'm not a hip hop dancer. Um, but yeah, it was a very nice experience, like especially like learning Romeo, because they were very like, I was used to being told, okay, stand on zero, go to one, say this line. But here they were like, it was very much like, kind of like whatever takes you, you know, it's very, very yeah. cool like that. Nice, cool. Uh, all right, so backtracking to your 18, you book your cruise show. Mm -hmm. How long, six months, one year, how long was the cruise? I guess that was like nine or 10 months, yeah. Okay. 
and you like being out on the water that long, it's not for everyone. Back then, I was like, this is amazing. It was like I was away from home. This this was like my college, like going away for the first time. Like I Mm. loved it. Um, And then I subsequently did a few more. And as I would go back to them, I'd be like, this is so restricting. This isn't really for me. But the money you earn is, is great. Yeah, and you're traveling. I think it's really cool if, like, it's your first job, um, and you have nothing to compare it to. But now, I couldn't think of anything worse to go back to a cruise ship. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, um, what were like a couple of your favorite places that y'all visited, um, with the cruise that you got to see, like a country, a city? Uh... I think uh, there's an island that's just off of like Australia, it's called the Isle of Pines. And it was like, when I thought of paradise, this was like, this was it. Bora Bora was really cool as well. And would you, let's say like you hang up acting, would you stay in London or would you go to one of these types of places? <clears throat> no, I, I think I hate being like a far apart, far away from people. I think it's too, you know what I mean? Like I need, yeah. To be connected to people. Are you originally from London? Where are you originally from? Yeah, so I'm from a place called Kent, which is like an hour and a half from London. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so I'm not too far. It would be the equivalent of, like, if you were from Jersey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's on the shore. It's on the shore, so. (laughs) (laughs) I see you trying to sprinkle that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, one thing I noticed in London was that compared to New York, New Yorkers, like Broadway people, whatever, they're pretty much like in the city area, the boroughs, or maybe just on the outskirt of Jersey. But the more I was chatting with people from London, some were commuting from like 60 minutes or more away. Is that something normal within the industry, you think? Or was I just kind of coincidence? Uh, yeah. Sorry, one sec. Yeah. Um there are um a lot of people do have like live further away um but i yeah i think it's kind of i wouldn't say a lot of people do a lot of people live maybe like 30 minutes away okay maybe it's just because your tube is so much more reliable than our subway over here maybe maybe (laughs) i was very impressed by your public transportation in uh comparison to new york um our tube system is great actually yeah. So with coming off of the, the ship when you're younger, when, mm-hmm. when did you get like your first uh, professional stage gig? And was that overwhelming for you? Or did you feel ready after what you experienced when you're, you know, on the boat? I think I always, mm, I think it might have been Aladdin, actually. That was my first sort of like musical um, and I had seen the show previously and when I got it, I was like, okay, cool. I think everything that's come into my life, I've always kind of just like, um, I don't know. It didn't like shock me. I was just like excited mm. that I, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was kind of All ready right. for it. Yeah. Okay. Let's then, let's then rewind and zoom in either about like you growing up or you meeting someone like somewhere along the way, this mindset of yours was, uh, implemented, you know, like. Uh, rubbed off on you was that a family member did you have a mentor like who gave you that confidence of just like hey you are equipped you're able Mm. whatever comes your way like you can do it definitely my dad my dad um always just kind of and my and my mom really they I've always been encouraged 
um, from a young age that I could, you know, whatever I wanted to do, I could do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that is so important in like every, I mean, you're a trainer, right? You're a, you're a personal trainer. And I think it's, you can probably see your clients. Like if you believe that you can achieve a goal and that's, you're already halfway there. You know what I mean? Yeah. More than halfway. The more, yeah. the, the longer yeah. I, the longer I do this, the, the, the less I concentrate or focus with people about the actual exercise or nutrition. It's more about the mindset because hundred percent. Wherever your mind is, the body will follow. But if your mm-hmm. mind is, is not uh, in line with what we're trying to do, then it's all for naught, for sure. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. How do you how do you stay uh, mentally sharp or mentally healthy? Uh, do you rely on exercise, meditation, friends? What do you rely on to keep yourself like grounded? Well. I- grounded uh well i think i know i'm always in a better mood when i worked out a hundred percent and if i haven't worked out in a week or whatever and i, I do work out i'm like oh my God, why did i not work out like it, i feel so much better um right. and also i um it's so easy especially on like a west end or broadway schedule to kind of just like do your show go home and i mm-hmm. feel like if i do that for extended periods of time I'm like, no, I need to see people. Like I have to stay connected and, and keep the conversation going. So I think that that's really important. And it's it can be so easy, easily neglected, you know what I mean, in the in our busy schedules, all of us. Yeah. So definitely that. Exercise and, and staying in touch with people, 100%. Yeah, I, I bring that up a lot with the fitness side of things, like being in a show like, hey, you think you're moving or you think you're working out or you think you're um, keeping the, the body sharp. But in reality, you're doing the same repetitive show day in and day day out, and you need mm-hmm. to train the body to mix it up, to be durable, to be better than your mm-hmm. show. But it's the same mm-hmm. thing with what you just said with like the social aspect and the interacting as a normal human. You are with people and you're talking, but it's all within like the confinement of how the, the show operates. You know, you have mm-hmm. two to five minutes backstage before this scene or you have your normal pre-show chat or after the show but again it kind of runs that risk of monotony and getting into yeah a, i don't want to say a lifeless habit but like you're it's not new it's, it's something that the the brain is just becoming neutralized to yeah it's literally you literally nailed it as well and i feel like especially in a show because you have like you know, two seconds in this moment between this song and then another moment, the conversations kind of like uh, have an expiration. Yeah. Like, you know, you can have this conversation and say this meaning, meaningless, whatever for like 60 seconds. Like, okay, gotta go. I'm going to know what I mean. It's like, yeah, very, very, now that, yeah. Yeah. I think you can grow with the same people in different situations or you can grow with, uh, different people in the same situations or a combination of both. I'm not sure if I just confused you and everyone listening, but like mm-hmm. if you're doing the show every day with the same people. It's kind of like the same operation, but I'm sure if you met someone at for a coffee or the gym or to go do another reading or something, there's like mm-hmm. that new, new life that, that comes with it. For mm-hmm. sure. 
Mm-hmm. 100%. I love actually when you, you said reading, I love doing like a workshop. We call them workshops here. I don't know if you call them that in America. Yeah, so, yeah sometimes a workshop, sometimes reading. Yeah, I love doing those because it's like something fresh again, especially when you're on a show for like a long time, um, for like a year or two years, and it's the same show every day. It's yeah. nice to go and do something for like a week, whatever. It's like something so different. And okay, you can well, use a different part of your brain again. Let's say that doesn't come up though. How in the past, when things do get redundant in your show, how have you kept life or creativity fresh? Oh, I'm really bad at that. But I, <laughs> I, I did like a panel talk with um, someone um, the other week and she is also in a, a long running show. And she said that her being in this profession, like our passion and our sort of like hobby, I guess, when we were younger, so it suddenly becomes your career. So it's so important to have something that is not related to um, singing or acting or do you know what I mean? Something yeah. else. Right. Um, so that's something that I actually have lacking in my sort of like day-to-day life. So I should probably like start like gardening or something. <laughs> well, let's, let's workshop it right now. Let's workshop it. Anything off the top of your head, like that, like for me right now, it's either starting salsa lessons because mm. I'm in, I'm in Miami and everyone mm-hmm. I'm in Miami a lot. Also in New York, but mm. in Miami, salsa and bachata is just like everywhere and i'm like Mm -hmm. i I gotta learn i gotta learn and another thing is i've always loved uh watching tennis but i've never had like a proper tennis lesson Mm. so i've either been thinking about salsa or tennis all right how about you anything off the top of your head you're like oh I, i should do this i should get around to doing this do you know what i am obsessed with this tv show called the great british bake off I okay. absolutely love it. So yeah. I actually did a workshop for the, there's a new, a new musical that's just opening here in the West End, which if it, if anyone gets the chance to see it, it's amazing. So I did a workshop for that um, last year. Um, and subsequently I started watching the TV show. So I think that uh, baking would be really fun. All right. Well, <laughs> what's, your, what would, what's your first attempt going to be? Like a basic, like a cupcake, a cake, a brownie. Ooh, I love cupcakes. I love cupcakes. Let's do cupcakes. All right. And is it going to be... With with chocolate, chocolate um, icing on top. That's my favorite. Will it be like chocolate, chocolate? Like chocolate cake with chocolate icing? Oh, yeah. Or is it... oh, yeah. All right. Double, double, mammy, baby. All right. I'm going to check in with you. I'm going to be like, hey. Play... Okay. Make... This is good. This is good. This is... You could do this by... Let's, let's have it be this week sometime. Okay, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to take a picture, and I'm going to tag you in it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I wish I was closer so that you could send me some so I can have them. I still wow. could. It wouldn't be good, but you could. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you about your uh, experience with Starlight Express. Um, you're a good skater, or did you have to learn to skate once you got the – Well, this credit on my CV is very misleading because I didn't do, (laughs) so (laughs) like three years ago, um, but I was still involved with Angelo Webber. So obviously Angelo Webber wrote the show. And I think about, no, it wasn't three years ago, maybe maybe five years ago now. It was like the 30th anniversary of the show. And they wanted to add some new, so the show is running in Germany still. Right. Um, and so Julio Weber, yeah, he, he wanted to add some new songs and revamp the show. So we did this like week workshop 
for new songs and then we did a three a three performance three day performance three performances in concert of the new the new show so right. technically i did the show but i wasn't really skating but to be fair not to hopefully i highlight a credit where you are skating you you have christmas on ice so were you were you skating in that i was not so i was skating <laughs> <in> <laughs> Uh, I told you we'd laugh. I told you we'd have a good time. You were what? Were you a singer to like off to the side? Yeah. So it was like it was like a Christmas show, and it was like on a like holiday holiday on ice or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. And then they had like some singers as well that would like. We did have to walk on the ice though. So I was like, you want me to walk on the ice? Okay. And then there was a few slips along the way, but yeah. Did you fall? But the sort of skaters would. I must have fallen at some point. I think everyone fell at one point on that show. But oh. the skaters would like skate around you and you're singing like, we wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> like crazy stuff. You better be careful with these two credits on your resume. Someone's going to cast you blindly in a skating play or movie or something and you're going to have to skate. I know. I have to think fast and learn fast. <laughs> do, you think, <laughs> do you think you would be a better uh, roller skater or roller blader? You know how there's either the four wheels or the, all the wheels in line? What do you think you would 100% roll, roller blade. The wheels in line. 100 percent. I I used to roller blade like as a as a when I was like younger. Roller skating is harder because it's like you can't turn as as well. Yeah. You can't you know you can't be as like swift. I I'm horrible at both. So mm. either way mm. I'm, either way I'm screwed. All right, let's uh try to get a little bit more serious before I let you go. I appreciate your time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Along the way in your journey. What was like an up and down moment where uh, things weren't all butterflies and rainbows? I asked this question for insight for our listeners. A lot of the time, uh, my training with clients that listen goes hand in hand with like their, you know, pursuit in this really challenging career. So hearing someone else's story of like, oh, it wasn't just some red carpet rolled out and it was yeah. the smoothest journey ever. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, I think I'm so grateful for all the shows I didn't get and all the no's I got. I, I think there are some people who, you know, graduate from their college or whatever and go straight into a show or a leading role. And I'm so grateful for the perspective of like having the no's and having like the disappointments. Cause I think when you get a certain job or you get to a certain place, it's so much more rewarding and you really appreciate it so much more. So I think anytime I've, I've gotten a no, it, I always say it's not uh, rejection, it's redirection. Um, so I think that is so important to remember, like, and it helps you build resilience. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I've gotten some really heartbreaking no's and I've gotten close to a lot of things, but then I would get something else. I'm like, actually, I'm so glad I got this instead of that. Yeah. So I'm glad that was a no. You know what I mean? I love, I've never heard that redirection instead of rejection. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing my head. Like every time you're coming up to a yes or a no, it's, it's not necessarily a T in the road, but it's a fork. And if it's a no, mm-hmm. it's not a dead end. It's just a redirect. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. left or right. Nice. 100%. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here you are. 
And if you would have had a couple of yeses when you had no's, you might not be you might not be chatting with me here today. You never know. Exactly. Wearing this cool shirt. Talking about chocolate cupcakes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope this 33 minutes and 45 seconds was painless for you. I had, oh, a, really I had a great good time. time. Yeah, I had a good time chatting with you. Um, and the last time I got to see you in London, it was great to uh, get to chat it up. So can't wait to see you again hopefully in March. So I'll be, I'll be knock, knock, knocking either on the door of the theater or wherever you're going to be at in March. So thanks so much, Carl, man, everyone. Round of applause for Carl. Thank you. You can follow Carl, Carl, man, official on Insta. See ya. Thanks, Carl. All right, everyone. That's it. I'm Joe Roscoe with Bill for the Stage. If you want to try a free trial, go to BillForTheStage.com. And we'll be on our way to a seven-day free trial where we'll work on an interactive fitness app. Don't forget, actors or athletes, train like one. Later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.